1: Good afternoon and welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, where every week we strive to be your public radio source for the information and inspiration you need to start or grow your own real estate investing business. The Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati has its first meeting of the month of March tomorrow evening at the usual location, the Holiday Inn Center Park near ikea in westchester uh interesting set of topics tomorrow all from local investors and experts uh, early meeting at six o'clock is about how to get all the leads you want from facebook and the main meeting at seven thirty is about how to flip land from a local guy who has made an entire business out of doing nothing but raw land wholesaling raw land uh, that meeting is open to the public. If you'd like to RSVP or download your free first-time guest pass, go to cincinnatirea.com. That's Cincinnati com. Tonight on Real Life Real Estate, we are going to talk about a bunch of stuff. We're going to talk about lease options. We're going to talk about how to involve your family in your real estate business without going bankrupt or insane. And we're going to talk about how to develop a business that is based on a vision instead of whatever comes next. My guests today are Jay and Annie Adkins, who started investing in real estate in 2004. They uh, started out by buying rundown houses, fixing them up themselves, and selling them to uh, largely first-time homebuyers. Jay then got a real estate license, and then apparently the world just exploded and they started doing everything from wholesaling to lease options to even uh, mentoring people, got mortgage licenses. Uh, Now it's 16 years later, they've done $35 million worth of real estate transactions, and they're joining us today from their home in Newark, Ohio, to discuss one of my very favorite topics, which is Lease Optioning. Jay and Annie, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Hey,
2: Veena. Thanks. Thank you. We're glad to be here.
1: Uh, And I am very glad to have you. Um, So in all of this biographical information you sent me, you did not say what in the world made you decide to do real estate investing in the first place. Like, like, what, what were you guys doing Where? before that? And, <laughs> and, and what you say? Yeah, we're just going to drop that and go fix up and houses. And
2: why did we do that? Yeah. Why did we go crazy? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Well, before that I was a stay at home mom with our kiddos. Um For the most part, um Jay was working as a bartender for quite a long time. Um And there were, some issues that arose, with that. I guess is the easiest way to put it. Um, and then, uh, we had rented our first house that we purchased to some family members because we needed a bigger space. Um, we were having more children, so we needed more bedrooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, once Jay got bit by the fact that somebody could pay our mortgage for us, he was hooked.
3: So, um, the first uh, the first, rent check. Yeah, the first okay. rent check. The first rent check cooked me, Vina.
1: So wait a minute, wait a minute. You rented to family members and you got a first rent check?
3: Right. Uh, yes. Exactly. That, Isn't
1: that shocking in itself? That might be <laughs> the first time I have ever heard somebody say, I rented to my family members and it was awesome.
3: Well, it was awesome in the first month. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I okay I see so there so there is more to that story um, <laughs> yeah okay and um, we're gonna we're gonna primarily focus on the part of your business that is involved in lease optioning houses to people so before we before we talk about like why you like that and some of your tips for folks uh perhaps we better assume uh, we better start by assuming that a lot of listeners don't a hundred percent understand what a lease option is. Can you give us like just the the elevator speech on w- what it is you're doing when you are lease optioning properties?
3: Yes, absolutely, so we are giving a tenant the option to uh to buy the property so they have a lease like they normally would. And then they have an option to purchase the home. And uh, we do it at a set price and a um, certain length of term. And all of that is negotiated. But yeah, they're, they basically lock in the ability to buy that house at a certain price over a certain period of time.
1: Why would you do that? They, they might actually buy the house and then you won't have a house anymore. I know. Anymore.
3: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, a couple reasons. Number one, um, they take much better care of the property. And instead of collecting just a security deposit, say your rent was 1000 and your security deposit was $1,000, uh, typically we're getting a lease option, uh, an option to buy payments up front of anywhere from... You know, thirty-five hundred dollars up to we've got seventeen thousand dollars before from someone um, for the option to buy the home. And uh, if they end up buying it, then we convert that into a a down payment for them. And if they don't buy it, we keep it.
1: Yes, and before the before the um, housing is a right, police get up in arms here. and, and hear, hear what you just said as being, I collect 17,000 up front from tenants and then I keep it. The The goal uh, for both of you, for both you and the tenant buyer of the property is not that you quote keep it, but rather that they buy the property as agreed and it becomes part of their down payment or closing costs or comes off of the uh, price of the property. The, the the purpose of collecting a higher option fee is to make sure that you are getting people who are serious about doing the next step they need to do, which is get their credit and whatever, whatever their situation is that's keeping them from buying a house right now together uh, over the course of a few years so that they can actually buy the house.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And, and it, depending on the price of the house, obviously is how we determine what the down payment is going to be. And there are a lot of people that, get money back on their tax returns or have money in their savings that they want to buy down the purchase price of the house. So that's why we get more than three and a half percent sometimes, but with the mortgage background that Jay and I have, we really kind of structure it based on what the banks are going to be looking for so that we can help them be the best buyer that they can be to get a loan. So we, we ask them, you know, what their financials look like, what they can afford, um, we have them turn in pay stubs and go through the whole process, and you know we really go into detail about you know debt to income ratio and all of that, so we're not putting them into a position that that they're not going to be successful um, and if they ultimately execute the purchase, then it's a win win for everybody, right? So we sell a property, they're first time home buyers, they don't get a property or they get a property that they typically wouldn't qualify for immediately. So they're working on improving their credit. They're working with us, they're working with mortgage lenders and we just kind of set it up to where it's a win-win regardless of what ultimately happens.
1: So if they do what they're supposed to do, their upfront money does not go away, it becomes, right. part, no. it becomes part of the purchase and uh, they get to live in the house that they want now even though they can't buy it now. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, we need to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about some of the pros, cons, gotchas, benefits of lease options, as well as uh, some stuff with Jay and Annie about how it is they are successfully working with each other and their families. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, doing a, a special pre-recorded show today with Jay and Annie Adkins, uh, who are from Newark, Ohio, which for those of you who are not familiar with the geography of Flyover Country is just west of Columbus, Ohio, which of course is, uh, sorry, east of Columbus, Ohio, which is of course one of the uh, largest markets in Ohio. They've been investing since 2004 and They've done a lot of things, but one of the things they really like to do is to lease option properties to uh, potential tenant buyers who uh, the goal is will ultimately buy those properties with Jay and Annie's sort of help and coaching in terms of, you know, here's what you need to do with your credit in order to be able to close this house. So Jay and Annie, the way that you acquire these properties properties that your lease optioning is a little bit different than some of our uh, prior guests here on Real Life Real Estate who've been big fans of uh, what are called sandwich lease options, where you actually, uh, you don't buy the house, you just control it with a lease option, and then you wrap it with a bigger lease option, higher price, bigger down payment, uh, more monthly rent, etc., you actually own these properties that you're lease optioning them that you're lease optioning, but you're not buying them conventionally. Talk a little bit about how you are how you're getting your inventory to turn around a lease option
3: awesome so uh as you know, we have many different ways to uh, help a seller, and sometimes uh, they can't give us a cash price that makes sense for us to buy it and fix it and resell it. Um, But they are usually in a dire situation where either the property needs too much work um, or they owe too much and they're unable to sell it. And so we will come in and uh, take that property over. And what I mean by that is we will become the owners of that property. And we may do that through a land contract that gets recorded at the county recorder's office. Uh, or we will uh, convert the property into a trust, and um then the the property is then deeded to the trust, and our um, our company is then the uh, trustee for that trust mm-hmm. and so that gives us ownership of the property. It's just two different two different slightly different ways to own it, and uh that takes all the responsibility off of that seller and then annie and i are able to go in and fix the property up um bring it up to um livability for a tenant buyer uh, and then we'll turn around and lease option that that property did you mean to, to say did,
1: did you mean to say that your company was the trustee or that your company was the beneficiary of the trust
3: um our company is the beneficiary of the trust but okay. also is the trustee as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So basically the seller's deeding the property into probably a land trust would be my guess huh? since you're in yes, Ohio. Correct. And uh you're just you're you're the you're the owner and in control of the property being both the trustee and the beneficiary and any mortgage that's on the property you just start paying it on behalf correct. of the seller. Correct. So it's a it's a subject too with the twist of the properties being uh transferred into a trust as, yes. instead of directly to your LLC or something like that. So yes, correct. So what is it that you like about lease options? Why why do you do um, this? I, <clears throat>
3: I like it because instead of getting a uh regular deposit, we're getting a, a large chunk of money. Um I mean, large, large comparatively to just security. A, a security deposit. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, security deposit, we might get eight or $900. And minimum on a lease option, uh, we're usually getting a minimum of uh, $3,500. So you're getting four times as much money up front. And um, when Annie and I got our first property, we ended up losing that to... Um, foreclosure we we had an adjustable rate mortgage and our payment went up so high uh, we lost our first property that we bought and um,
2: that was that was our personal property that was before the crash even happened so Mm -hmm. nobody really knew what to do you know there were really no options for us when that happened Mm -hmm. so we like to provide and this is why I like to do them is that we like to provide different options for new home buyers right so even though Jay has his real estate license and and can show as many buyers as he wants Mm -hmm. (laughs) properties to buy outright. There are a lot of people that were similar to us, you know, that have had bankruptcies or foreclosures or what have you, that their credit is just not great. And um, when we were in that situation, we didn't really have any option other than to rent. And we rented for a long time to build that back up. So by offering lease options to potential tenant buyers or end buyers um, it gives them you know a sense of security like you said earlier it gives them the opportunity to purchase the house that they're living in long term or even you know fix it up the way that they would like it because the other thing that we've done in addition to um, a down payment we've offered you know they can do sweat equity for down payment too Mm -hmm. so if the property doesn't need a whole lot and they do know a little bit about rehabbing or you know paint paint, mason, <laughs> paint and flooring mostly mm-hmm. then they can you know pick the colors that they want and pick the flooring that they want and feel like they really have ownership in that property before they even technically do mm-hmm. so it gives them an opportunity to to feel like they're they have something that belongs to them mm-hmm. and their family
1: yeah it's interesting how how much um, hate is spewed at Lease options and land contracts as a way of buying properties, not not by investors. You know, investors buy right. them that way all the time, sell them that way all the time. But by people who would consider themselves like housing rights activists, and they say, well, mm-hmm. it's it's predatory because you took thirty five hundred dollars up front from that tenant, and they don't even own the house, and it's 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 terrible. No one should ever be able to do that. And okay, so lease options and buying on a lease option land contract is not for everybody. You you actually do have to intend to buy the house and you have to Mm -hmm. go through whatever you have to go through to get your loan. But for the right people, it's a great option. And let me tell you, I bought my first house on a lease option because I was just out of college and between my, my husband and I, we had an insane amount of debt. (laughs) <laughs> like 70,000 right. <laughs> dollars. Well
2: and yeah. most college people are that way you know when they graduate they're just starting out but they have an insane amount of debt like mm-hmm. you said absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I I went to the bank I went to our, our, our big local bank here that I'd banked at since I was seven and I was all excited to buy a house and they were like are you kidding? you make you make eighteen thousand yeah. dollars a year and you have seventy thousand dollars in debt right. come back and see us when you have your life together and yeah. and we really, really, really wanted to own a house partly because you know my parents were in the real estate business and partly because we loved the idea of fixing a house up, and so we mm-hmm. found somebody who's willing to lease option us the house, and we spent like four years. We did way more than what you guys just described.
3: <laughs> we
1: put in a new kitchen, we put in a new furnace, we put in a new bathroom, and we also painted and did flooring, uh, put on a roof, you know, the deck, a lot of stuff. And then we bought it and we got a really good deal on it because when we lease optioned it, it was not in great shape. So we got a good price when we lease optioned it. And then when we bought it, it was worth like twice that much. So we were like super right. duper happy and I think it's a, it's a shame to, to think about removing that sort of option for people just because some people treat it wrong. Yeah, you know? I agree. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there are definitely investors out there who don't quite know what they're doing when they lease option. And there's definitely yeah. buyers out there who should not be getting into them because they don't really intend to do what needs to be done so right um we're gonna we're gonna take another quick break to talk about the kinds of properties that jay and annie feel like are really ideal for lease options and then move off into another topic which is how in the world they do business with their family successfully we'll be back right after this Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate and Investing. I'm your host Vina Jones Cox. My guests today are Jay and Annie Atkins from uh, Newark, Ohio. I'm just going to say Columbus area from now on because <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody but me and Jay and Annie know where Newark is. That's right. my, that's exactly. Where my, that's where my mom's family is from. I've spent many summers in Newark, Ohio, visiting my grandparents because we were poor, and that's what you do. When you're poor, you go on vacation where you can stay with grandma, even if it's Newark, Ohio. Uh, So they're not, you know, they're not selling anything here, although they do have a uh, book on Amazon, which is called what? Vision Focused Life. Vision Focused Life uh, on Amazon.com. And uh, if you're going to run and order that, first go to WMKVFM.org. There's a little Amazon button up in the upper right hand corner. And if you click through on that link and you buy any book, WMKV gets a little tiny taste of it. I don't even know how much money you guys get for that, but I know every dollar helps to buy longer headphone cords. That's right. So (laughs) that, so that your hosts, your volunteer hosts do not have to sit like with their bellies right up against the table. Um, but seriously guys, like every, every dime helps on public radio. So, um, you guys uh you live you live here in flyover country our house yep. prices aren't super expensive here like like what you can buy for six hundred thousand dollars in in Ohio is much different than what you can buy for six hundred thousand dollars in san francisco but give <laughs> yeah. give us give us a feel for like what what kind of properties are work out most successfully which ones have the the most potential buyers which ones have the highest chance of the buyer actually exercising that option. What does that property look like?
3: Yeah, so we do uh, we stay primarily in the first time home buyer pocket, and so if you look at average sale prices in Licking County or newark, say specifically uh, you're you're talking around one hundred and twenty five to one hundred and thirty thousand dollar home mm-hmm. and so typically we're lease optioning homes and the option price. Is usually anywhere from ninety thousand up to maybe a uh, hundred and seventy-five thousand, uh, right in that range. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are normally the the folks that that need the most help. And um, uh, you know that the with the average income where it is in uh, in the Newark vicinity. Uh, that's what the majority of the people can afford that live in our area. So in order to uh, fill the homes quickly and efficiently, uh we usually stay right in that uh right in that window.
1: And do you like three bedrooms, four bedrooms, two bedrooms?
3: Uh we usually like three plus bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't really do two bedrooms. If we do buy a two-bedroom house, we convert it to three bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we have tried some other high-end stuff. Um, high-end is in like farms. Uh, we've actually taken over some farms and lease lease option those, and they were a lot more difficult um, to fill because mm-hmm. the the pool of a buyer for that type of property is much, much smaller.
1: Are you talking about like working farms? Like the person was going to live there and grow corn?
3: Uh, One of them was actually a 35 acre timber farm that even had a couple of
1: don't they call that a forest
3: that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's on the uh, CAUV for uh, timber uh, for Ohio. And uh, that one was, was hard to fill. Uh, and then we had one in Pataskala that was about a uh, almost nine-acre farm that was tilled for corn, and then it had it was a huge house like five thousand square feet, and mm-hmm. then had a pole building in the back with three apartments. Wow! Um, so extremely unique property, and that one took a, a really long time for us to get it That's built. So- yeah.
1: So your experience is kind of the more bread and butter, run of the mill property, the better. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Is, Cookie cutter.
1: Is there is there anything about so you you let's say you find a deal that you can buy subject to the existing loan and you know it it's something you're planning on lease optioning. Is there are there any like features or lack of features that would just stop you? Like we wouldn't do this deal if.
3: Um. If. It, if it had nine acres, and a whole building in the back, and three apartments, I, w- I wouldn't do that deal.
1: <laughs> not anymore. Like, I was I was thinking clarify, more like not <laughs> I was thinking more like no off street parking, no second bathroom, no basement, <laughs> right. something like that.
2: Um, if it if it's typical cookie cutter, I would say the three one three one and a half. Um, I don't know that there's anything that would be like, absolutely not, because we've flipped houses, too, so we know how to fix pretty much anything that needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, two bedrooms are a little more difficult in our area. so
3: That's what we avoid, mostly. Yeah, if it's a
2: two-bedroom with no way of making it a three, I would say that that would be a deal-breaker for us.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if the property needed just a, a pretty significant amount of repairs. And we felt like uh the amount of money we were gonna have to put in it uh was going to take too long to gain back uh with just a small option fee uh you know then we usually wouldn't do that so normally when we take over a house, we can get it rent ready for two or three thousand dollars mm-hmm. and um and then we turn around and collect thirty five hundred back from the uh, From the tenant buyer, so normally whatever we put in it, uh, we get all that money back and um, when we fill it with the tenant buyer, which normally takes us less than thirty days mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we we have a little bit of money out, but we get all that money back uh, in less than a month, so that that's our ideal uh, transaction for that
1: all right, got it so um any uh, for folks who might be going down that road of, yeah, I would definitely want to do lease options. Uh, What are some of the, like, warnings, gotchas, uh, things that that you would say, uh, so this is going to happen to you and here's how you avoid it?
3: Yeah, good. That's a good question. (laughs) Um, Well, first of all, I would encourage anyone who's looking at doing that type of investment to actually do a home inspection on the property um, so that they actually know everything that's wrong with it. Um, That way, when you have a tenant buyer moving in, you can even give them that report and say, here, this is everything that's wrong with the house. I didn't fix any of it, or I I fixed X, Y, Z, but these other things haven't been done. Then there's no surprises to them when they go in. Uh, if you don't do that, I would definitely make the lease option tenant buyer get a home inspection of their own uh, so they know what they're getting into. Um, you don't want them to move in and discover um, something that needs done that they can't afford to fix or that they would be scared of doing. Mm-hmm. And then you run into issues later um, when, they weren- when they're already living there. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: I would also make sure that all of your paperwork and contracts have been reviewed by an attorney that's familiar with real estate, and with real estate investing in particular is what we prefer to use, Yep. just because um, there's lots of lease option contracts out there that don't benefit anybody, really.
1: <laughs> and and in some cases, aren't really lease option contracts. That's exactly yeah.
2: right. I, I, so um, I would s- definitely take the time and the money to, to have anything either drawn up, from scratch by an attorney or uh, reviewed at the very least by yes, an
0: attorney
1: yes. so that everybody,
2: not only you, but your tenant buyer is protected too.
1: Yes. I, I've, I've, I've had people send me agreements that they just downloaded off the internet because you know, it was free and then, right. yeah. and, and then they used them and then, and now something has come up, right? They're doing an eviction or the tenant, tenant buyer is claiming something and, they say, well, this this is the contract I used, and I'm like, like, okay, I know it says lease option at the top, but what this is, is a contract for deed. Like, it's obvious Correct. that what has happened here is somebody whited out contract for deed and wrote lease option, and because it is in fact a contract for deed, chances are you have to take them to foreclosure, not to eviction court. Correct. And uh, also just want to remind folks uh, before the break here that um, uh, a lease option is legally a lease. And, and there's this, there's this like real estate urban rumor that you can force tenants to do all the work to a property, even if they call you up and say, Nope, I changed my mind. I'm not doing it. I need you to come fix the roof. Uh, you can't just say, sorry, you're just going to get leaked on <laughs> because right. you're, uh, no. you're a landlord. <laughs> like under the law, you are a landlord. And if there's a problem that is affecting the, health, the safety, health, livability of a property, uh, that it's, you know, it, it does fall on you legally and what you can do in response to the tenant who said they would do it and then decided they wouldn't. Is withdraw their option. I mean, that's a term of the option. Is you you are going to take care of this stuff for us. It's not yep. actually that there's a law that allows you to say nope. I'm not fixing your roof. <laughs> right. So exactly. no. Um. We need to take we need to take one more break and then for real, we're going to talk about this family thing because I am so interested in this. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing, talking today to Jay and Annie Atkins about one of the things they do, which is lease options. Jay's also a real estate agent. They do flips. They have mortgage licenses. So they've got a lot of stuff going on. And one of the most interesting things I thought about you guys' bio is you, you're you married, you work together. <laughs> so yep. So there's 24 (laughs) hours a day (laughs) (laughs) and your daughter and your parents are also involved in your business. And this is, this is, this is not a story that that usually ends with, and it's all great. (laughs) So, so talk to us about Let's start with, let's start with your parents and your daughter. Tell, Tell us how they got involved in the business.
2: Well, as you can imagine, I'm sure Jay got his real estate license in 2007. So, um, they all thought he was crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that real estate was like the worst profession to ever get into at that point, at that point in time. So, um, they clearly changed their minds since then. But, um, so his parents live in Michigan for most of the year. And my parents lived in Kentucky at the time, but, um, they saw us obtaining rentals and being successful in that, and thought, you know, that could be uh, a potential um, investment opportunity for them long term. So, um, after they saw the success that we were having, they decided that they would like to partner with us on a a couple uh, rentals at first. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we did a couple of rentals with them um, just in an LLC that we were all members of. We have an LLC that his parents are 50% owners in and we're 50% owners. And then we have one separately that's my parents and us. So um, we started out with rentals and then they liked flip. that. And then we were starting to flip. So his dad was interested in flipping because that was a bigger payout, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So then we started doing some deals with those. Although it gets a little tricky when you have similar personalities obviously.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> In particular Jay and his father um when it comes to deciding on who's doing what and how it's going to be done and who has the final say and all of that. So mm-hmm. There is a definite learning curve, I would say. Um,
1: so, but so they're not just, for the most
2: part. It's been pretty good. With so they're,
1: they're not just they're not just fully passive investors like a typical private lender or partner would be. They actually have some voice in this, or are are is Jay's Dad working on these properties?
3: So we did in the beginning. We did a little bit of that where um, we would work on the properties together. Uh, that's when we first got started. We were doing all the work ourselves, and so at that point, uh, me and my dad and Annie and, and my mom would uh, work on a project together, uh, actual actually mm-hmm. do the labor. Yeah. Um, and then they moved out of state, and um, and then we started our to grow our business and figured out, you know, if we hire people. To do the work we can do more properties at a time yeah and so that's when our business started to transition where probably a lot of the listeners might be you know in the position we were in when we started hey let's let's do it ourselves and uh increase our profits that way but you reach a point where you're you want to do more deals and you want to increase income you have to build a team to do that mm-hmm Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where that transitioned into from there.
1: Okay. And what about your daughter?
2: Jaden, who was 16 or almost 16 at the time, wanted to buy a new car because, you know, what 16-year-old doesn't want a brand-new vehicle when they Mm -hmm. turn 16 and get their license? So um, Jay and I told her that we were definitely not buying her a new vehicle. Um, we don't have brand-new vehicles ourselves, so we would not be buying our 16-year-old daughter a brand-new <laughs> vehicle. Um, and she didn't really like that, but she kind of understood. And then we told her that whatever money she saved, we would match, and she could buy whatever vehicle that was. But come time to actually g- execute that option, <laughs> she didn't really have a whole lot of saved either. So she wanted to know how she could come up with some a decent-sized chunk of money to uh, purchase a car. $45,000. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> I don't have a $45,000 car. Are you kidding me?
2: Exactly. Well, the problem was that she saw Sean McCloskey's brand-new
1: Jeep. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and she missed the whole message about he did that by becoming debt-free and working yeah,
2: exactly. his she skipped rear all that part. off <laughs>
1: to get there and just went, yep, just I want, Jeep. I'm, I'm 16 and I want that Jeep. Okay. Yeah.
2: So she knew that we were flipping houses and that she saw, you know, some of the paychecks that we were getting by doing that. So she asked Jay if she would if he would teach her how to do it. And we literally the three of us sat down and had many conversations and kind of laid out the whole plan of how you find a house and on the MLS or off of the MLS and and went through the whole process of hiring contractors and really made her do all of the work. She went through the MLS using Jay's login information um, and found probably a hundred properties that she wanted to look at. And, and the one that she found, Jay was like, absolutely not. And I said, well, we <laughs> could consider it at least. <laughs> it was in St. Louisville here locally. And um, they tried to give it away and none of the churches wanted it. They tried <laughs> to auction it. And nobody bid on it. <laughs> She walked in and was like, it's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So we used our connections and got a hard money lender to um, loan her and us because obviously she was not quite 16 at that point in time. So they
3: we formed an LLC with her Mm -hmm.
2: and they lent the LLC money with personal guarantees from Jay and myself. And she hired she met with the contractors. She got very frustrated throughout the whole process. And every time somebody asked her how it was going, she would answer with, well, it's going. <laughs> but <laughs> which is a typical real estate response. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh long story short, they we hired somebody. They did the work and she ended up making twenty five thousand dollar profit. She bought a new to her vehicle for twelve five, went on a shopping spree, put some <laughs> <them> in, <laughs> in the bank for later. And and now she's working on her second one to come up with college tuition money so that she doesn't have to take loans.
1: So interesting. Once it was actually her money, she decided she didn't need a $45,000 car. Exactly. Yes. exactly.
3: Isn't that strange how that works?
1: That that really is. Yeah, she would be yeah. perfectly willing to have you write a check for $45,000, but if it's yes, her check, <laughs> twelve five is fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it
3: started at 45 and then it came down to like a $30,000 car, <laughs> and then like a $22,000 car, and then settled at 12,500. That's exactly
1: how my car, That's exactly how my car shopping goes. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh, look at the beautiful new hybrid whatever's. Oh, it's $60,000. Yeah. Let's see if we can find a used one. Oh, here's a used one for 45. Let's see if we can find a 5-year-old used one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so, yeah. so you got your daughter involved by basically saying you're not getting any money until you earn it. You got your right. parents involved because they were smart enough to look at what you were doing and say, ooh, how do we get in on that? Correct. Yeah. What, what advice do you have for listeners who are in or are going into business with a spouse about, <laughs> About how that works on a day-to-day... Hey, you laugh, but I swear there's more divorces caused by real estate than by infidelity.
2: (laughs) And I understand completely why.
3: (laughs) It was definitely challenging in the beginning, especially, because we weren't really sure who was going to do what. Our roles weren't really laid out. And uh, I had already started on my own and then brought uh, Annie in to work in the business uh, with me. And so there was a challenge at first about who was doing what, and she didn't want me telling her what to do. Hmm. So we literally, like, great tip here. If you know you're going to work together, make a list of what you need to do each week and each day, and you guys pick who's going to do what. And
1: um, and then the other one's not allowed to boss them around. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. a
2: big thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work for you. I'm supposed to be working with you. So
3: yeah. there's the difference. Don't <laughs> tell me what to do is what she would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. I'm just saying this is what needs <laughs> <Dean's> done.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, how do you how do you leave it like at the end of the day, when you're done with the really frustrating interaction with the contractor or whatever, and it's time to sit down and have a nice family dinner, how do you just how do you make that how do you put that wall up and say now we're husband and wife instead of real estate partners?
2: Yeah, I think it's a very conscious decision, and Jay and I have coaches, so we leaned on them significantly in the beginning. I'm just learning, you know, you have to set boundaries for your time and for for the use of your phone and when you're going to answer emails and all of that. So as long as you actively participate in business and in life, I think that that um, that's the biggest thing for us now. Obviously, it kind of commingles occasionally Mm -hmm. (laughs) just because. Right. But um, we also try to um, do date nights once a week just to kind of reconnect as a couple um, because that never happened for the longest time because we were so in the thick of everything uh, with kids and the day-to-day of life and you know what we were doing individually so we really try to take the time and to set the boundaries to make sure that we are focusing on one another and on the kids and a family unit and you know business as business and and kind of leave it at that. Or we try real hard to anyway. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And we also, um, you know, stuff comes up later. We have set office hours and everyone knows what those are. So they they leave us alone typically. Uh, if they don't, we just ignore them. <laughs> um, yeah, or try really hard or message <laughs> them, hey, great point. Let's talk about that tomorrow during work hours.
1: Excellent. Um, All so right. We, Guys, we are we're,
3: we're always fighting to, to uh protect our time
1: off. Ve- very good. Yes. We are we are unfortunately out of time. The guests today are Jay and Annie Atkins. Their book is The Vision Focused Life. Uh you can get that on Amazon and preferably by going to wmkvfm.org first and ordering it through that Amazon link. It won't cost you a penny more. Jay and Annie won't get a penny less, but the station <laughs> will get some money. So that, that'll that be really good. Guys, I appreciate you coming on today and uh, helping fill us in on uh, some of the ways that you do business and you do life.
2: Awesome. Thanks for having us, Vina. Yeah, thank you.
1: <laughs> Congratulations. We'll be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing.